Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Hello, squirrel friends, and welcome back to Old Marketing School. If you are watching uh, this on video uh, because you got to understand and know and learn that we have a YouTube channel, uh, then you will be shocked and bewildered by the fact that this studio behind me keeps evolving like a beautiful onion. You unpeel a layer every week, but one day, uh, a time of recording is not even the end of the year, but obviously we record things a bit earlier. Uh, so yeah, hopefully with 2023 kind of coming into the year, uh, we will see our developed studio right now is a bit of an onion. Steph, we just literally, Steph was giving me tips about like colors. Should I put the light on? Should I not? So thank you, Steph, as always for like <laughs> guiding me into making this a more warm and cozy space for everyone. Pleasure. But yeah, like <laughs> I also realized that we have Terry, which if you cannot see the podcast you will be missing out but also realize it's not in shot so let me get terry out for everyone yes this is again gold content there we go yeah it's just out of shot so let me get terry out so terry can you describe terry for anybody who's just listening to us today what does terry look like uh terry is a small fluffy avocado with a lovely golden yellow knitted hat on him and he chirpy smile i know so i love terry and fun fact i was given terry as a gift i think by my husband the first one wait now now you get why i cannot remember because then last christmas at the same time i got gifted another literally the same avocado called timmy now uh, and Timmy was gifted to me by some of our common friends. So I was like, oh my God, I got two of them. So uh, Terry and Timmy now are BFFs and Terry is out. So it will. I love him as a mascot because obviously, as some of you may remember, I used to have another company called Creative Impact and the avocado was part of our logo. And obviously, 
you know, it's kind of hard because I do want to reintroduce Terry into the school as a mascot, even if he's very relevant to the school, but I'm like, who cares? So um, if you can see Terry or if you want to go and watch it on YouTube, let us know if Terry should be our mascot. So please comment, DMs, whatever you want. Just let us know if we should bring Terry back as a mascot. And with that, I'm going to stop holding it because that could be a very interesting video for anybody watching. So thank you, Terry, for being here. We'll put you back in a second and you will be part of our wonderful journey here. So yeah, welcome back, everyone. Um, talking about Terry actually reminds me of some of the things that we want to talk about today, which is really about the power of personal branding and how we show up on social media. Because I was guest today Ella talks a lot about this, talks a lot about how we show up, how we connect with people. And right before this podcast, I was actually talking to Steph and I was sharing with her a really interesting article that I found out, which was debating whether social media promotion is over. So is self-promotion over on social media as we know it? And I think as we are still entering into 2023 and things are still evolving this year, I am thinking whether, yes, maybe the way that we interact on social has shifted eventually in a very, very different way. So I want to ask you, Steph, what are some of your thoughts? Is self-promotion over on social? Oh, I don't know. It feels like it's changing every five minutes. So it might be over for the first half of 2023 and then come back with a vengeance. It's like fashion. It always comes back in cycles. I think it's going to evolve because it's it's gone from zero to then feels oversaturated. And I feel maybe now it's kind of that thing of people want to pull back a little bit on just too much promotion because that feels... I think with the changes in algorithm, what we've seen on our feeds, like a lot more adverts have come up and it's really hard for anyone to get seen within all that crowd. So I feel like maybe it's that kind of trying to get back to a bit more authentic connections rather than always feeling like someone's promoting something to you. And that's the only thing that you see on social media versus any other platform that you could use. I think it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but I want to go back to what you said. So try and take this slight cliche thing I'm going to say with a pinch of salt, remembering what Steph eloquently said to us, which is that actually when you think about social, it's only the name. We are craving those connections. And I genuinely think that once you think more about building community and connecting with people first, and then obviously you then create content that supports that, that can share what you're doing. You can share that you're looking for more clients. You can share that you have an event coming up. I think what then becomes part of obviously you letting people know what you're up to, a bit like a really warped uh, millennial kind of Facebook vibe from like 20, 2011 when we were posting like, oh, what a wonderful day to be alive. Facebook status, brilliant. <laughs> Lots of likes. Thank you so much. I'm an artist now. Um, but that was the thing when you think about it. And that's how uh, our generation, like millennials, uh, we started exploring social media first. It was a place for us to say what we were up to, what we were thinking, to connect with people that we knew, and maybe try to connect with celebrities who we thought were unattainable. And now that we've been probably about 10 years in, when you think about it, social being very prominent, things have shifted a lot. And I think it's almost going back to basics in that respect is like, how can I let people see who I am a bit more? How can I connect with them a bit more? How can I converse with them a bit more? And then make sure that the content that I have gives people an idea of what do I do and how I can help them. Um, it goes back a bit to what 
we were talking about when it came to Steph giving me directions about my backdrop and obviously how things are looking. And you said something, and I want to go back to that because it goes back to that personal branding, which is crucial even when you are showing up on social, which is uh, we're talking about the wall color. So at some point you will see, probably <laughs> if you look on social, also the color of my wall in the studio will eventually be settled. But at the time we're recording, it's not because we're still working on the studio. As I said, time warping, time traveling. And you were telling me like, really think about the color because that will actually affect part of the way that then everything will work if you want to be consistent with your branding. So I'm going to ask you from the visual half of this wonderful duo, why is that so important? Because I think what you were thinking about, generically speaking, creating the content can be so relevant about also how you choose some elements of your personal branding and that consistency. So tell me a bit more what you were telling me before when I was trying to figure out the right color for the wall. Um, if I remember right, it was it was along the lines of if you do have a visual brand that has, for example, specific colors attached to it, that differentiates you from everyone else and when we think about the the logical thing people think about is like logos or like the font or, or things like that which is what we've seen you know more usually but because everything is becoming so video based that also has I feel now to be reflected in videos where you can just do videos with whatever background, what, you know, obviously outside depends what you do. If you do a vlog, obviously you're not going to do that. But if it's more of a sit down and a, a thought out video, I feel the branding is still something very important because as soon as someone sees that video pop up on their feed, that identity, not only your face, but the identity that goes with it, if, if you're a brand, I think is part of it too. And as soon as you see it, it's like a thumbnail, you'll know that person is the one you follow and that person is like that visual identity that you recognize instantly. So I was saying as much as obviously the wall color, because it's more of an investment to paint and everything, if you don't have backdrops or things like that, but it's little things like that, that can add that slight difference where people recognize you. That's that fraction of a second, a bit faster and that just emphasizes all your identity and what you're about I think so even you know people that say even in your background on shelves have elements that reflect either who you are what you're talking about um, just because it's those visual cues as much as you're looking at someone's face talking it's things that again reinforce what you are about and that connection with someone that feels it's familiar and they know what they're looking at rather than trying to figure it out and that's when you lose people I feel I love that because actually it reminds me of another thing that also Ella is really good. Today's uh, lovely guest. She's really good at also, again, encapsulating personal branding also around the way that she talks and what she talks about and some of the little things. And so another example that maybe is less visual is something around emojis, for example, and your tone of voice. But a simple example is maybe you start owning a specific emoji or specific visuals. So for old marketing school, now eventually we've nailed our branding, not just in the colors, but also in what is our tone of voice? Is it more bold? Is it more fun? You're joining a party. Maybe you're like, you know, we call our, our rebels marketing rebels. These are our students. They are marketing rebels. And it all came a bit from kind of figuring out exactly how we wanted to be different and alternative, which way were we alternative. And funnily enough, it came back to me and who I am and, you know, uh, rock music, uh, music background. 
again, weird emo days and vans that were absolutely huge for my feet. Anybody who can relate, let us know. You know, all these things, I was like, that's actually part of my identity. And I see myself being a professional, but being maybe different from what a professional marketer looks like. And the school is different from what a school maybe would feel like, but we want to have the same um, outcomes of uh, another type of marketing school that really leads you to that career growth. And so again, the branding will reflect that. Yes, what we offer is something that you might have seen before, but the way that we offer it is different. And again, even things like the images that we associate with and the backdrops will more and more reflect that. Because as you say, then you know that when we are speaking and where something comes out, you'll recognize that it's us. But it's a work in progress, I also want to say, and it can take more time than you think. So what I had to learn last year as it was the first official year almost, is to be patient. If you don't get it all right, if not all the images are perfection, or maybe you're not still really sure what you're going to go for with the vibe or your tone of voice, I think it takes more time than we think. And sometimes we kind of beat ourselves up a bit more. And so if this year is your year of exploring that, then well done. You're already one step ahead of most people because you're starting to recognize what you want to bring into your brand and maybe what you don't. So... Yeah, that will be my final little sprinkle for the day before we jump into Ella's interview as well. So just in case you don't know her, Ella actually was one of the fantastic experts that joined us for the graduation of our final cohort of 2022. Uh, She has great energy, she's very passionate, and she used to be a teacher. So funnily enough, we're going to bring some teaching into today's conversation because why not, I would say. So it's going to be super fun. And I love it because actually we're getting closer to our first cohort of 2023 to be actually starting. Cue little happy dance. Thank you, Steph. I was just doing like a quiet happy dance, but you can do like a wild dance. Oh, no, no, you got got to make it loud. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. So because of that, I think it's even extra special to have Ella here because we reflect on the power of teaching, of learning, and everything in between. So it is a really, really wonderful chat. Now, I would love to tell you a bit more about Ella, but I'm going to be really honest and say that currently... My page is currently on forever loading. So I'm going to try with the magic of the internet to do an edit where we're going to cut and get back to actually me being able to tell you the bio. Let's see if that happens. Absolutely not. Here we go. Okay, I got everyone. So let me tell you about Ella now that actually I have the page in front of me. Ella is a personal branding and social media specialist. She is the owner of Much More Social, which she started in 2018. Before retraining in social media marketing, as I said, she was a teacher for many, many years. And you'll hear a lot about that today. Ella runs individual and group training, as well as consultancy on personal branding, social media strategy, and content creation. She delivers masterclasses to membership and has been a guest on podcasts like our own and live streaming interviews. LinkedIn is her go-to platform, so you'll hear more about that as well today. But she is acting on many other platforms, such as TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. So I cannot wait for you to meet a fellow teacher, a fantastic human being and an incredible marketer as well. So without further ado, let's start today's class with the wonderful Ella. <laughs> you know what's the treat, Ella? You know what's the treat today? We also are going to cross-post uh, our podcast from now on on YouTube, which means I'm currently swaying. So if you're actually watching the video on YouTube, it's just worth for me, like, dancing. Because I feel like 
there is a song in my head that nobody knows, but it's just going and I'm just like, I'm ripping yeah, to I feel, it. I feel like I should join in. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a party and we're all invited. So, dear listener, if you are listening only, then I will suggest you dance, whichever dance you want. If you're watching, you can dance our, our dance. You can even share with us your dance on social because we would love to see it. We'll call it the Ella dance. It's the Ella dance. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're starting Brilliant. today with the Ella dance, everyone. I hope you're ready. It's the energy that we're bringing you is the Ella energy. So I'm all here for it. Um, Ella also prepared, which I will say to the lovely guests we have, which I love them all. Now, most people do listen to some of the stuff, so they don't actually get prepared for the the sneaky questions. So I like it that you're already ahead of the game with that. You're like, I know what you're throwing at me, Fab. <laughs> You've always got to be prepared. <laughs> See? Great. Lesson number one. Excellent. I like we're already just kind of, we're running with it. I enjoy it. I love it. But it's true though. And you know what? It's funny because... I find that these questions, like, I'm literally like people are literally ask the same questions all the time. So if you do listen, <laughs> you actually get a bit of an idea because people are like, oh, this is, this is a question, but I don't know. So for example, Ella, let's try this in real life. The first question that I have for you is, <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. Segue, smooth, is um, what is the first job that you ever had and what did you learn from it? So let's see how we slice right into this. Oh. Oh, right. Well, the first job I had was when I was 15 and I was desperate to go on a skiing holiday and my mum and dad didn't want to pay. So I thought, I know, I'll go and get a job and show them how keen I am to go on this skiing holiday. Um, and dear listener, <laughs> I'm pretty old. So um, this job didn't pay very well. In fact, I got paid six pounds for the day. <laughs> Working in a working in a boutique on a Saturday. Jeez. Yeah, six pounds Whoa. a day. But that was a lot that was a lot of money in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> but yeah, I learned it was great. It was great. And I, honestly, talking about dancing fab, I remember I worked with a, a young lady, I've forgotten her name now, but she was my she was meant to be my boss. <laughs> and we would just spend most of our time dancing around the rails because we didn't have many customers. <laughs> So we spend past most of the day dancing around the clothes and listening to the radio and stuff. What a way to Is this basically what you learned then? You actually learned dance moves. Is that what you're trying to say to me? This first job taught you the importance of having the right dance moves for any occasion. Exactly. Is that it? Exactly. I think that's what it is. <laughs> we used to start there making up dances. <laughs> I think if anything, it probably matches your personality, which hopefully the listeners are already kind of getting accustomed to. So I, I'm absolutely all here for it. I remember when I was picking up pears as one of my first jobs, and I talk about a lot, talk about so in one of my books, but I remember that you had to do anything you could to actually keep yourself entertained. And as soon as something caught on, our, um, which was actually people we knew, but our employees, you, oh, sorry, employers, you would call them, they would just catch on and be like, no, you can't listen to music anymore. It's too distracting. And we were just like, we are dying in like 40 degrees heat. Please l let me have some joy in life. So we were trying to sneakily do things that were fun just to just to make sure that we're not going literally yeah. mad. And it was so yeah. fun. They were like, no more music. I was like, what? No. So resourcefulness came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my things. Got to happen. <laughs> so now I'm even more curious about the second question then, mm. Ella. We're kind of setting the bar high now. I want to know a trivia category 
that you'd be really good at and why. You can even create your own trivia category. You don't have to go with Trivial Pursuit if you want. You can you can be creative. I'll take it. Well, that's easy. That's easy, Fab, because as I say, I'm really into dancing. I'm really into arts. So it would be probably something related to music, probably 1980s music, 1990s music. I used to know the lyrics to so many songs. In fact, I probably do know the lyrics, song lyrics from the 1980s. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. So now my question is, <laughs> excellent. Now my question is, perfect high pop song i'll tell you why we have high pop songs for each student at marketing school and then we play them at the beginning of the lessons so what would be your perfect high pop song again from the 80s anybody who needs a bit of hype oh for well oh goodness me there's so many there's so many great artists in fact can i choose a, can i choose, i think this might be a slight 90 90s artist actually rather than 80s but i really do me. like i do like ride on time black box <laughs> nice <laughs> it just always gets me that song you know I love as it as soon as it comes on yeah so yeah <laughs> I love it I'll take it I'll take it I love it that's excellent again I'm a big music fan so whenever somebody mentions music I have to go deeper it's like that that's my wheelhouse I'm like let's let's go for it so absolutely love it so anybody you know dear listener if you needed a hype song for the day you are very welcome um and that leads me to my final i guess uh question to warm us up not that we needed it but obviously as a school we encourage people to market to hearts not to brains which again ella knows because you were one of our experts as well for our, on our courts so thank you again for that it was an <laughs> absolute pleasure to have you so i wonder what about you ella how do you make a positive impact on your audience what does that mean to you making a positive impact on your audience and why? I would definitely say treat everybody as an individual. Everybody is different. Everybody experiences life in a different way, has different things that have happened to them, has different ambitions, goals, motivations, different and, and also different levels of ability. So find where people are at and, and, and respect them for that as well because I don't think people respect each other enough for where they are actually at and you'll you'll find this as I'm talking this afternoon Fab about my teacher background will come out and you've always got to come you've got to start where your where your learner is at because then they, that's you know you're starting from a place where they can grow. I absolutely love that and it's kind of funny because I, I am I'm almost in reverse. I studied to be a teacher when it came to my degree. Obviously, it was languages, but also with pedagogy in it for like teaching languages. And I became a teacher almost like by, not by mistake, but on the upside, because I love teaching what I know. So I was an expert first and then I just became a teacher, but not in the, I didn't go for the academic sense in the end. I just said that, bye. But I think, <laughs> you know, it's like, not for me. But what I resonate with is that even if I'm a teacher, they're almost like, fell into teaching in a different way I genuinely see that and I see how when you speak to teachers and we had a couple of people that define themselves as teacher whether it's fully academically or just by kind of like harnessing the craft yeah when it comes to marketers and there's I think a different level of understanding and it's almost like the teachers actually did the skill set that you have is beautiful because we'll see it today as well it really helps us understanding how to engage with our audience in the online world because I think that's one of the things that we forget when we see the screen we forget the individuals and obviously when it comes to being a facilitator or a teacher especially or even like a leader in some ways you 
need to remember that there are people behind those screens. And as you say, we need to cater for them in a way that they feel seen and understood. So I love that you brought that in because I think it also ties in with your expertise, which is a personal branding side of it. Just like they're unique, you are unique. So when you showcase that, then people will relate to you because they will see the uniqueness in you, which I think is really important. So thank you for bringing them up because I obviously something I'm really passionate about. Us. And now I love because I'm, go- I'm talking. Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer or wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. To a teacher, I'm telling you a class in session, and today I am the teacher, and I'm asking you to share your lessons, uh, which I know is weird, but class is in session, Ella, so welcome, reverse roles. Hello. How are they, actually? Wait a second. Let's put your teacher hat back on. Ella, what is the one thing that you can teach yeah. our listeners and obviously our students in one minute or so about marketing? If there's one thing that you can teach them, what would it be? Always remember that... there's people who are you are marketing to and that you are a person as well so that's where this whole thing about people buy from people comes in and that's why personal branding matters so much even if you are selling a product even if you're selling a service people want to know the person behind that and so connect with people find your tribe talk to them have conversations and that's where the marketing journey really starts to take off that's where it really begins um I don't know if that's one minute <laughs> it was it was roughly that's great I mean I love it. you kind of went concise and you gave us everything we needed and now I'm actually gonna piggyback onto that because I love it and I think we both talked about personal branding in a way in some ways from the storytelling piece as well but I love the fact that we're bringing it back to kind of talking and connections and I wanted to ask you what is 
how do you find people are balancing their personal brand and their personal branding with also potentially you know the marketing and the branding and the focus on whether it's their product or even like their business some of us actually wearing different hats so how are you finding if somebody wanted to actually invest more time into doing that into creating that one-to-one connection to do that but at the same time also make sure that the marketing works on a macro level when it comes to let's say their individual mm. products or businesses what's the balance there what can mm. we do well i, I think it's really important to obviously remember you've got your product, you've got your service and that when you're promoting that, when you're selling it, that you're selling it to people who have, you've identified what their need is, you've identified what their pain point is. And so that product and service matches, it's hopefully going to match what the problem that they want solving, the transformation that they want. So that keeps your product and service right at the center of your marketing. But it's the personal brand, which is the kind of sort of communication piece around that, because we need those, we need those human conversations. We need that understanding on a human level. That's where the customer feels or client feels that they've been understood because it's not just here's my here's this product here's this service buy it it will do this it will do that for you it's actually somebody saying you know what what's your what what how do you want to use this if if i sell this product to you what how's it going to benefit you but not just that it's also what comes after it's the you know how did you find using it is there something else that we can help you with um did it sati- did it you know did it meet satis- your satisfaction requirements and everything else one of the things i get so frustrated about at the moment fab with with customer service is we we don't take customers on on that journey of customer service it's like right wham bam sell people something that's it done <laughs> and i think people are looking for more than that because when we build up that that those conversations with people and we when we talk to them in that after sales um piece and we get their feedback we get feedback on the things that they liked about it or the things that could be improved, that means then we can improve what we're doing, but we can also reward those customers with, you know, loyalty um, offers or a- anything really. I'm obsessed. Okay, I'm going to do another dance. Today's a day of dances, everyone. It's just like if you're watching videos, then there is like another happy dance. Like happy dances are, are my jam. Because Ella said something that we talk about. So if you're a student or a graduate, I would say as well, of the school, you know this really well. When we talk about marketing funnels, which if you're new to marketing, hello, it's the journey that we're taking our audience that goes from awareness all the way to advocacy. Again, advocacy is something I want you to think about. Is that piece of loyalty and advocacy that so many brands forget? And we are building the school so that when we teach these journeys, we really focus on the retention piece, which is bringing the customer in, fine. But after that, that's retention. How can we keep the customer coming? And it's really important that when we take our audience through that marketing funnel and that journey, we don't forget about retention, which is exactly what you, Ella, said, the loyalty and advocacy. And that's really what we base our projects and all our content and even obviously the lessons that we teach in the school, because I think that's what we tend to forget. 
And I love that you said it because that's literally at the core of our marketing funnels lesson. So spoiler alert for any new students coming in. But because it's important, you know, and I love that you mentioned it is like, it's great that we get people through the door, but then how do we keep them there now that we actually build that relationship with them? Because that's probably the step where that relationship will strengthen because your customers now are really attentive because they paid you money for something, they invested in you. So this is a great time to actually deliver to them, which I absolutely love. So that's an excellent, excellent point. Thank you for sharing that. Now, my second question is about unlearning. I'm going to go the other way around. So Ella, what is, I know, right, something that you unlearned recently and how has it improved either the quality of your life or your work? Oh, I love that question. I love, I love kind of like questions that are turned, to, turned topsy-turvy like that. Um, unlearning, they're so, don't, yeah, we have so many bad habits as human beings. We have so many troughs that we fall into and then we can't climb as climb out of them because we think we've got to do it that way. And I think that's one of the things that I have unlearned is that I don't have to do it that way. I don't have to. Um, I don't, not necessarily I don't have to listen to people. I will listen, but then I've got to make a decision for me. And I think especially with me working in social media, which is my main marketing channel that, that I hang around on a lot of the time, 90% of the time. Um, you know, is that I've got I've got to learn to step away from it. Or and 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 stepping away from it doesn't mean necessarily the fact that I uh, that I'm you know, I, I switch it off from it completely, but it's just I know when to sort of like take a step back from it and think, right, okay, today oh, you know, I didn't post on that channel for a whole week or that platform for a whole week. What does it matter? It doesn't matter that I didn't post on Instagram for a whole week or I didn't post on LinkedIn for a whole week or whatever it is, you know, as long as people know that I'm still there. And so what I'll do is I'll go and do a bit of messaging instead or comment on a few posts or whatever it is. Or I'll go and find some posts that I posted from um, six months ago and repost it again. But I just think there is running your own business especially if you're going to run your own business or if you're in a, an important role which I mean, everyone's role is important but you know if you're in an important role in a marketing team and you're finding it a bit overwhelming then you've just got to have the courage to say look hold on a minute you know this this is too much or you know we need to we need to revisit you know we need to to, to reassess this and i think that's one of the things i've un, I, i've managed to unlearn is stop being a people pleaser that's what i would say excellent again t-shirts <laughs> t-shirts being built stop being a people pleaser especially as a marketer i would say that will be the, that will be like the you know in the little brackets like especially oh, as a marketer yeah. cuz i generally think that's one of the biggest issues that i find is that we don't talk about it enough of the pressure that we feel as marketers, especially when most of our job is actually people job. We don't think about it. A lot of it's conversation. So I love that you mentioned that because I think it's an excellent reminder of making, you know, not making assumptions or either ourselves or others that work in marketing and also taking a step back and be candid to ourselves because actually it's a lot more demanding than what we think. So thank you for reminding us of that. Final question is about other teachers. Yes, we're going there. So... What is the biggest lesson that a teacher or a mentor has taught you instead? Ah, <laughs> uh, do you know one of the I, one of the things that I, I do as part of my work is I deliver training for other training providers. 
And um, and one of the valuable things about doing that is that people assess your work. You know, <laughs> I've been observed. <laughs> Um, and I've had, um, you know, I've had sort of like, I've had my lessons critiqued and things like that. And um, one of the uh, recent lessons that um, I was taught by another mentor was about the importance of checking that your learners are, this is an important one for the marketing school, and I know you'll do this, Fab, checking that your learners are on board with you the whole time, that they're not get, getting lost it's really, really important that sort of continuous assessment, even during a lesson, even during a session, because again, that is that important focus on the learner as an individual and not everybody will be keeping up with what's what's being said some people will have been will have missed a bit or misinterpreted a bit or misunderstood a bit so if you keep going back and checking and making sure that they've understood everyone is hopefully going to get to the be a sort of somewhere near the same stage by the end of the lesson that's what I think one of the one of the one of the things that I I know I need to do more of definitely in in all my delivery of training I love that and I'm gonna say I mean not not to be humble right now but we do this a lot and I personally do this a lot because we introduce new concepts and so we have students that are more beginner levels but also the main thing is for upskilling marketers but some beginners still want to learn as much as possible so they come in and obviously they are at a different level than our upskilling marketeers so what what I make sure is that if I'm introducing a new concept I make sure that if people know I want to see I like do little reactions on zoom like set of hands see who knows what and so I love that you mentioned this because this is not just important for people like us so again thank you for the reminder and I'm just glad that instinctively I do it because it makes me feel better better about about that because it's important but also I would say this also translates really well when you're creating content as well you remember that if you're talking to people at different levels you want to make sure that your content can resonate with them if you're talking to people at only one level which can happen that is also fine but most times when we're talking to our audience they will have different level of understanding of the topic of our expertise so I think it's always important to remind ourselves of how can I make this as accessible as possible for them or can I make it clear that it might be just relevant for specific people within my audience? So I love that because you can... I, I think that's... Yeah. Do, can I just add one thing in there, Fab? I think, you know, the thing is, is that this is what people need to do in their marketing. So many people, so many so many businesses, brands, whatever, they make assumptions about the audience. They make it, they assume that the learn, that the, um, the reader, the, the, the watcher of the video, whatever, it knows what they're talking about. And... You know, I think there's 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 nothing wrong in going in 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 taking a step back and explaining things in simpler ways to people. People are being being bombarded with so much information all the time. If you hit them with jargon or you know buzzwords or business talk or corporate speak or whatever it is, for some people it's like okay, yeah, that may be the most fantastic video or the most brilliant blog article that you've written there, but it doesn't speak to me because it's not talking my language. So I think you, I, don't, I would say don't don't ever be afraid, even when you're creating your social media content, to 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 dial it right back as if you're talking to somebody who virtually is the first time they've heard the topic. <laughs> True, excellent, and it's also a great exercise in general. So I love that you mentioned that because I think yeah. it's a great exercise just to kind of bring back again that understanding of which level they're at, which I love. Look at that. We sailed through our class 
and now it's time to wind down. I know, right, sailing. Now it's time to wind down with our quick fire. Ready? Oh, it's quick. I'm already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting with a little this or that. So that's even quicker than a quick fire. So I'm going to tell you two things. You need to choose which one would you take or keep out of the tube. Ready? So this or that. Okay. Spotify playlist or podcast? Which one would I keep? Mm-hmm. Podcast. Which Pod- one the other two? I'm going to I'm going to choose podcast. Love it. Excellent. Voice notes or texts? Oh, texts. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's creating a lot of pressure. I like it. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um reels or carousels? Uh, carousels. <laughs> almost got you that. It looks like almost got you that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the the insurmountable pressure. I love it. Um, TikTok or YouTube? YouTube. <laughs> almost like obviously. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Memes or audio trends? Oh god. <laughs> Memes. <laughs> Yay! That, that that speaks to me because I'm, I'm a mean person. So, and finally, <laughs> newsletter or Twitter? Oh, newsletters every time, <laughs> all day, every day. Love it. I may have, changed, so, I may have had is... a different view about that, you know, six months ago. But bear in mind what's been going on with Twitter recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. Talking out. No, it's it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> So we survived that. That, yeah. that was a lot of, that, that was high pressure, high stakes, oh, like oh, you, <laughs> Mission Impossible music. I'm glad that you stopped because we don't have the rights to pay for that. I'm so sorry. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, in one, two, three, four, you count the seconds to make sure that we're not going to get sued. So excellent. We're safe. Woo! We live another day. <laughs> uh, um, now, now there is the final set of quick fires, which is a bit more, a bit more about you again. I would love to first hear what is an underestimated tool that is important for your work when it comes to marketing and social media. Uh, well, it, interestingly, it is the notes, the notes that are on my phone. You know, they, I, I don't think people use. I know, no, I know what it is. It's the dictation. You can dictate your posts onto your notes. You can dictate your blogs onto your notes. If you've got ideas for things and you kind of suddenly think, oh, I need to write that down, just open your voice um, dictator and put it onto a note and it's saved. I think don't, not enough people use it. Love it. By the way, big fan of that myself. So I'm going to second that. That's excellent. It's almost like a tool and a hack in itself. So yeah, love it. Now, talking about phones, uh, what is the last picture that you took on your phone? Oh, that's easy. I just went out for lunch. So <laughs> I just took a picture of my lunch. It's, Love it. It's, it's so sad, isn't it? It's so sad. But, you know, a, a lot of people don't, don't, bother, don't bother taking photos of their food anymore because it's just so old hat. But I still like to have reminders of my meals out. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we pay for it. We, we, we go out. We get ready. We get glammed up. God damn it, if I'm not going to take a picture of it. My avocado on toast is going to look fantastic. Yes, I'm with you on that one. I'm sorry, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> now, this, again, this question might actually have a different answer than what you were giving us six months ago, just like you said. But what's your favorite social media platform right now? 
it's still LinkedIn. <laughs> it's still LinkedIn. <laughs> I tell you why, fam, because I've met so many lovely people through that platform. And, you know, I just went for lunch with somebody who I met through LinkedIn. So, you know, it's just, it's just great. Meant to be. And um, what about who should we follow then on LinkedIn? Is there one person that you can recommend out of all the ones you know? <laughs> I'm going to mention him again. He gets mentioned every time, but um, I, I always mention John, John Aspirian. Um, I will tell John that I've been on this podcast and tell him that I've mentioned him. He's been, I said to him, if I had a pound for every time I've mentioned him somewhere. Um, but yeah, he was the person who um, really got me started on my LinkedIn journey and um, he's been a good friend ever since. Um, so yeah, yeah, John Aspirian, he has got a LinkedIn membership. If you're interested in joining, then it's really well worth it. But yeah, and Johnny's connected to some very, very good people. He's a good connector and networker. And I think that's what LinkedIn is. That's why it's such a good platform. I agree. I agree with that. So definitely everyone go and check him out. And finally, if you could broadcast one message onto everybody's phone, what would that message say? You're only here once, so be kind to each other. <laughs> oh, that is so nice. That's a good one. That's an excellent reminder we don't give ourselves too often. So I'm not going to add anything to that. I'm going to leave it there. Let it sink, everyone. Um, and Ella, thank you. Oh. Since obviously we're kind of coming to a close. Thank you so much. I've loved for being it. Here for the t- I've loved it. I've loved it. And you are so wonderful. It's it's fabulous. Oh, thank you. And the squishy face. Again, if you're watching and you see if you're listening, you can imagine I do a squishy face, which is quite common for me. Um, when I get really happy. No, in and again, I we met again through the through the wonderful lives of social media, and then it was a pleasure to have you in our graduation panel again it's a great way for us also to connect with new people so and it was also natural progression that we will ask you to be in here so again it's our absolute pleasure to have you for everything obviously it's such a great wealth of knowledge and wisdom and it leads me to the final point welcome which is where can people get more of that wealth of wisdom let us know (laughs) tell us more where should they go well my business is actually called much more social so i've got a website which is muchmoresocial.co.uk but please do come and find me on linkedin i'm ella or come and find me on instagram i hang around on there a lot at much more social and i actually am on tiktok um as ella or as well so um yeah do come and do come and connect with me do come and find me um and i would love to chat to you about personal branding or just get getting started with a social media strategy because i really do feel that social media is a fantastic way to get yourself known it's the way to get your personal brand known thank you so much for listening head to allsmarketingschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class if you want to make your teachers happy then hop onto itunes and leave us a five-star review oh and don't forget to spend the love on instagram at alt marketing school until next time